are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Today, we are answering your Twitter questions. But before we do that, Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Doing good. You know, uh, I didn't have to b- dig myself out of snow yet. Uh, it's, it looks like the uh, the winter storms are going to descend on Dallas this weekend. So I hope everyone uh, is yeah. staying safe in Texas and they got everything they need. Uh, Marcus is probably the better person to discuss for uh, winter preparedness than I am. But uh, uh, good, hopefully everyone comes out okay. I know that I'm going to be chilly when it drops all the way down to the uh, high 40s uh, here in Los Angeles. Uh, oh, Marcus man. loves it when I bring up the weather uh, I, uh, and how nice it is here. He loves. It. I haven't seen the sun in years. It feels like so. <laughs> uh, all right, busy day today, later across yeah. the NFL. Tom Brady retired. Mm-hmm. The f- Senior Bowl practices are going on as we speak. Um, but we got Twitter questions to get to. And if you you are curious about the Senior Bowl, Landon and I will start kind of recapping things tomorrow. Uh, Tuesday is always kind of a light practice anyways. It's like yeah. an hour and a half of stretching five minutes of drills. We just, we don't need to talk about a lot of that it's, stuff. It's right? more instructional on how to practice, right? Like I yeah. think they get everything up, setting up the structure for what practices can look like the rest of the week. So there is never a ton to talk about on Tuesday, on Monday, you have weigh-ins on Tuesday. There's like almost nothing. And then suddenly nothing, Wednesday, yeah. they open up the floodgates on you. Uh, exactly. Uh, but we'll, We'll talk about some Senior Bowl stuff tomorrow. Um, we got the tape, and we're going to watch it and see if there's anything uh, noticeable. But let's get to your questions. Uh, this first one's a really good question from this handsome guy named at Marcus underscore Mosher, Landon. I've got a question for you. Um, what type of tight ends do we think the Cowboys are going to be looking for this offseason? Because I cannot figure this out. Uh, I started watching tight ends last night, and they come in all shapes and sizes now. I was watching an Iowa uh, State tight end that's – Six foot, six and a half, 260 pounds. I was watching a tight end from Coastal Carolina. I say likely that's 6'3", 240. I was watching a tight end uh, from Colorado State that was 6'2 and a half, 229. What do you think the Cowboys are going to be interested in this offseason? It's a really good question. I mean, I, I like Likely but a lot, by the way. I watched a little yeah, bit of so him. And he's, he's a lot of fun. I, I don't know if the Cowboys are interested in somebody who played at Coastal Carolina. I mean, they don't normally draft that those kind of guys but, but i should think I, they should be interested in right That'd it's just i don't know what style of tight end they really like that that's a really good it is a good question i mean like you know you you kind of look back at what mccarthy has preferred at different points he has liked a little bit of that kind of move tied in but you you also see him uh you know way back in the day with guys like jermichael finley and mm-hmm. and, and you know that are full size tight ends uh, obviously, the Cowboys over the years have preferred kind of mostly that full, full, uh, full size kind of online Y type, mm-hmm. kind of in the six four to six six range, anywhere from two forty five to two sixty five. I mean, I think that's kind of the physical prototype of what the Cowboys have liked previously. But I mean, again, the Cowboys have ne- not necessarily been in the tight end market since McCarthy has uh, been part of the, the, the coaching staff. So no. I, it is interesting to see if that kind of changes the, the, the prototype a little bit. And if they do kind of look more towards, you know, I, I mean, I think that they should consider looking, you know, more towards a, a kind of a use check guy, a guy that you can use kind of yeah. 
as, as a move tight end, as a fullback, as an F, as a, you know, maybe he can take some carries, you know, he can line up on the, on the, on the end of the line of scrimmage if you need him to. Uh, I just think that, you know, and, and it, it'll be interesting to see like, you know, how much they would use that in conjunction with someone like Seo Alana Lua, right. As a fullback. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think it, it is an interesting question. It'll it, it, it's one of the things that I'm going to be keeping my eyes open for uh, when they're, when we start hearing the whispers of the names that they're talking to, because I, I do think it's, something that has been kind of standardized one way, but we haven't really seen that, that changing of the guard now that McCarthy's in here. And if that changes the prototype at all. Now, if you look back at like the tight ends that they've acquired, most of those guys are like six, four and a half to six, six, 247 pounds that have a little bit of quickness and a little bit of athleticism, but I, I, I don't know. Cause they like Kyle Pitts last year and Kyle Pitts was basically a wide receiver, right? We like Tommy Tremble, who is kind of that huge check player. Sean McEwen is more in line of the Dalton Schultz type of guy. Yep. But do they want do they want a, a 6'6", 260 pound tight end that can play in line? I, I I honestly have no idea. That's something that I think we need to figure out because I think it's going to be important going forward. Because listen, if Dalton Schultz leaves, like Jarwin hasn't been able to stay healthy. Sean McEwen's an undrafted free agent. Tight ends a need for this team. Yeah, absolutely. If they don't re-sign Schultz, then I, I mean, you have to think that they're acquiring a tight end one way or another. I mean, you just can't rely on what you currently have on your roster to be uh, enough to be a tight end one, even cobbled together in some sort of shared usage situation. Or maybe they, maybe the the tight end is just going to be devalued in this offense, right? Like we saw them last year use Connor McGovern and Terrence Steele as fullbacks. Maybe they just kind of, whenever they need that inline blocker, they're just going to use an extra offensive lineman. And more receivers. I, I, I don't know. I, I honestly if, don't know. That's one of the things I'm curious to see what happens. If that's the case, they, they need to get a lot more wide receivers. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, they're definitely going to be in the market for at least one tight end and one wide receiver, if not no tight ends and two or three receivers. Right. I, yeah. I think either way, they're short on the number of, uh, you know, kind of that rotating 11th player Yep. and see what, see where they go. It'll be interesting. Yeah. The Cowboys were one of the, the highest percentage teams in the league with 11 personnel last year. I mean, going into this year, you have Amari Cooper under contract as of now. You've got C.D. Lamb. You've got Simi Fahoku. And that's about it, right? Like, I mean, the, the, the cupboard's pretty bare at wide receiver in terms of numbers right now. Yeah, Malik is Malik Turner a free nope, agent? Free agent, yep. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, they've got a lot of Noah Brown's a free agent. Players. Yeah, they got a lot of skill position players that they're going to need to uh, kind of account for, if, yeah. you know, regardless of whether they get a tight end or not. Uh, all right, let's keep getting to your questions. But before we do that, we wanted to tell you guys about Bet Online. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info this playoff season, from scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. This question from Robbie Lanham. Do you think the Cowboys should consider being more aggressive like the Rams making bold signing and draft day trades, uh, perhaps mortgaging their future to go all in? Um, he can't deny that the, the big three moves that the, the Rams made this offseason at quarterback, wide receiver, 
and pass rusher are the reason why they're in the Super Bowl. So would you like to see the Cowboys kind of go all in and be more aggressive this offseason? Uh, I think it's tougher to do it this year. Um, you know, I'd like to see them maybe make one or two more of these moves, but I don't know that I necessarily want them to go all in the way the Rams do. Uh, simply because, I mean, you know, like we said yesterday, they are one Jaquisti Tart caught interception away from being really screwed this offseason, you know? So, uh, and without a Super Bowl title. Um, so, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I think that uh, to a large degree, the idea that the salary cap is a myth, you know, still holds true. I mean, the, the, the Saints themselves are proving almost single-handedly that you can kind of do this sort of cap room gymnastics mm-hmm. uh, perpetually almost. Uh, but I do think that there is uh, – it, it becomes a lot more difficult when you've signed a, a, con- a quarterback to a long-term contract and who's being paid the way Dak is. And, and that's not to say that we shouldn't be paying Dak. It's just that it, the reality of is it that you don't have the same kind of flexibility. And the way to make it work is to kind of – hit on your draft picks and make sure that you are drafting well. And, and, and you're, and because the draft is such a, a crap shoot, you really need to hold on to all those picks. Um, so I understand the thought process here. I, I'm not opposed to making a move here or there that are, 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 spe- are specific. And I think that it can help maybe uh, improve the, the team for more than just one year. Like if you could trade for someone like, I mean, not Odell Beckham Jr., but I mean, if you could trade for Von Miller and and know that you could get multiple years of Von Miller, that's a trade that I would be interested in. But I think what I would like to avoid is kind of spending high picks on rentals, despite the fact that you're, you can, I I understand that the logic there and that it can make sense, like sending high picks on rental and then flipping it for uh, a comp pick, uh, you know, and, and, you know, you get kind of something out of that. I, I think that that's a process that can work. I just don't know that I would use it as as regularly as it seems the Rams do. You know, I, I, they they don't where, really have a middle ground between like drafted players yeah. and guys that they're trading draft picks for. Frankly. Where I would like to see the Cowboys be more aggressive is in the in season player trades, like for day three picks. Like, yeah, for example, absolutely. The Chiefs going out and getting Melvin Ingram for a six round pick was an absolute steal. And yes, I know they they are not in the Super Bowl, but Ingram was awesome for them this year. They might not be in the championship game if it wasn't for Ingram because he was phenomenal against the Bills. Um, we we the Cowboys have actually had a lot of success with this, like in recent yeah. years, like the Robert Quinn trade. They traded was it a six round pick for Robert Quinn? He had eleven and a half sacks. Now that was more of a salary cap dump, right? And the Cowboys absorbed that, but. That move obviously worked. Uh, Michael Bennett, even though Michael Bennett wasn't uh, here for very long, he was worth a six-round pick. Like, he was yeah. good when he played. Even going back to the Bryce Butler move, when the Cowboys traded, I think it was a six-round pick for Bryce Butler, that panned out too. Like, Butler was an NFL receiver that you got for a pick that probably doesn't matter. Those are the kind of trades I wish the Cowboys would exploit more often. Yeah, I mean, those kind of, like, uh, you know, lower-round flips of picks that you know i mean those those lower round picks don't usually test i mean uh count for very much yeah so yeah bring on more of those like flipping low round picks for vets that are coming in on rentals i'm okay with those the 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 question the problem i have is when you're trading top 100 picks yeah for guys i think that that's a little bit I, I think that people forget that you're also trading away opportunity cost when you do that, right? The opportunity to have a player at that low salary 
when you trade away that pick is is something that is you know a valuable thing, especially again when you have a quarterback on a long term contract. It, it depends on the player for me. Like if it, you're getting a young guy, like the the Rams did it with Jalen Ramsey, right? Ramsey was like 23, 24 when they traded away a first round pick. That makes a lot more sense. But when you're doing it for guys that are at the end of their career, that's where it gets a little a little dicey, right? Um, I would like to see the Cowboys do more one-year deals in free agency with big-time players. Like, example, last year, Jadavion Clowney went for one year, like $8 million in free agency. If something like that were available for the Cowboys and you can rent basically a Pro Bowl player for a year, I, I would be all in favor of that. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think that there are certain scenarios that I wish the Cowboys were a little bit more open to. Uh, but, I mean, it's not like – I'm not at the point where I'm want, wanting to completely have them shift gears and, and, and you know, no, but overall there be a acquiring balance, talent. Right? But, but there should be some – yeah, there should be a little bit more aggression, you uh, know, but not, not like a complete changing of process here. And I think, like, the Bengals had a good example of this. Like, for decades, Landon, the Bengals were a team that just did not spend money in free agency at all. They were yeah. a draft and develop team. They go out this offseason, and they sign a bunch of free agents, right? Dre Hendrickson, Awuzie, Mike Hilton. And it made a big difference, right? It's probably the reason why they're in the Super Bowl right now with Joe Burrow, right? Like, I wish the Cowboys would be a little bit more aggressive like that. Just find one or two high-level players that can – you know, when you playoff games, that's all. I agree. I, I certainly think that that would help. All right. Next question. Uh, this one's from Ron. Can you list the top five quarterbacks of the NFC if Aaron Rodgers leaves via trade? The top five quarterbacks left in. The, so let's say Aaron Rodgers is gone. Tom Brady's now retired officially. Um, we can, we so, can probably name the five. It's Russell Wilson. Probably. Dak. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. Right? Yeah. Matt Stafford. Kirk Cousins. Matt Ryan. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy. Jimmy's going to be in the conversation eventually. I mean, that's uh, where we're at. Like that fifth. Six quarterback is like someone between Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. It's a yeah. weird year for the NFC, man. It's a it's... really, really weird year. Yeah. Uh, that's Cowboys why I said Cowboys... Cowboys have got to find a way to take advantage of this. Yeah. Like that. That's it's... why I think this is the year they kind of probably should try to load up, right? Like maybe, the, especially if Rodgers leaves, it's going to be the easiest in terms of quarterback matchups that you're going to have for a long, long time. Yep. Uh, all right, let's let's get to some more questions. Uh, a lot of draft questions out there, and yes, I promise you, we'll get to mm. some draft stuff. As I know we you go. guys are ready. Yeah, I know. Um, this is a good question about from Frank, though. This is draft related, but you'll see where we're going. With mm-hmm. draft season upon us, would radar charts be less terrible if category spacing was proportional to relative value? So, if you don't know what he's talking about, uh, one of my favorite things to do after the NFL combine is go to mock draftable, one of my favorite websites and look at the, the spider charts that they have. And it's really fun because you can see what guys are, you know, how they compare to the, to their peers at the positions, but they are kind of a mess when it comes to messing with your eyes. How, how was the, how would be the best way to fix that? Well, the radar chart is not a really good, you know, plotting of those 
data points, right? Because I mean, yeah. kind of what the, the 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 questioner is saying, right, is that it it purports that all the data points are of equal value, right, and that uh, and that, that there is like you know relative to their percentiles of you know the position that's being measured, like for instance. Uh, height, weight, the way it, the way height. it measures it, right. Is it has yeah. a circle and then, and then your, your filling of the circle is based on where your specific stat rates in the larger uh, percentage of that position. Right. So, but, but that's not like always proportional to value. I mean, meaning like, you know, the fact that you're the, in the 95th percentile for uh, arm length, when you're a running back, uh, is not useful. You know, it's not, it's not, it, it, and, it, and it's plotted similarly to being in the 98th percentile for three cone. You know, it's like that. those are not equally valued traits for a running back. So I guess to answer the question, I think it, yes, it would be more uh, uh, valuable if it was, you know, proportionally portioned out on the, on the radius but I don't really even know how to do that. Right. <laughs> like, because yeah. like, yeah. I don't think it's even as straightforward as uh, you doing it, but by a position, because I think each position has, you know, I mean, it kind of goes back to players win the way they win. Right. It's not even by position. Like, so you may have a speed tight end who's, you know, 40 times really important, uh, but his bench press is not right. And you may have a blocking tight end who's, you know, I mean, I, I'm just kind of making these up. There, yes, there's, there's an example. example if you're right? watching this on YouTube right now, what, what we're talking about, right? So those numbers right now that we're seeing here, those are the percentiles of where that player ranked in each one of those categories relative to the rest of the people in his position group. And the problem here is that, you know, again, like, let's say this is a, I, I can't like a quarterback, right? Like none of these numbers, you know, the, the 72% broad jump uh, gets the same, uh, uh, you know, uh, length out to the, out to the radius of the circle as hand size and hand size may be yep. more important to, uh, to an evaluation of a quarterback than whether they broad jump well or not. So the issue is that they all kind of look the same. I do agree that I think that, there is value in trying to making it proportional to like the skill set that's required for that position. But I just, I don't know that that's an easy thing to create or to break out like that. That's why there's better tools out there than spider charts and radar charts for prospects. Right. That's why like we love the, the relative athletic score um, yep. from, from uh, math bomb, math which bomb. is basically shows you how well does it, all those things together make for one composite score. How does that compare to his peers? I, I mean, listen, I love mock draftable. I love these charts, but they're yeah. just, they're not that great of a tool, right? Yeah. I mean, the, looking at the radius, I mean, unless you're comparing apples to apples, then it is helpful. You know, if yeah. you're comparing two players, like, you know, athletically, then there is some helpfulness there. But as far as just kind of looking at a, at that chart by itself and then yeah. trying to glean something from it, there's not a ton that you can really. Don't think that won't stop me though from posting these. All oh yeah, after the comment, I'm going to be posting as many of these as want as to confirm or uh, yeah to confirm my priors. So there you go. Yes, of course. Yeah, you got to <laughs> confirm those priors. But again, it, it, the point is is that you know it's 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 helpful in some ways, but it certainly isn't the end all be all no. in comparisons of athletics. Right. Exactly. Again, it's a tool to use. It's not anything that's going to say whether a prospect is good or bad. Right. Yeah. So. Exactly. Uh, all right, 
Let's take one more quick break to tell you guys about Rock Auto. We haven't uh, heard from Rock Auto in a while, so this is great. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock up on all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with rock with uh, access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more on the same exact parts that your local car dealership will have? Go to rockauto.com right now and type in Locked On so they know that we sent you. Uh, they have an amazing selection of reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. We love Rock Auto. But yeah. All right, Landon, next question uh, from Will. Do you think Reggie Robinson will have any shot to contribute next season, or is he going to get lost in the shuffle with so many cornerbacks on the roster? Not going to lie. forgot that Reggie Robinson was on the team. Um, <laughs> We're going to year three now, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. You know, I mean, he's already in a kind of a tough spot. This He was drafted by a previous regime. Um well, I mean, drafted by a previous defensive coordinator. Coach, yeah, coaches staff. Um, you know, I, there and there is. I mean, there's a, a glut of people at the position. There's a, there's a lot of backup right now. Well, let's it, talk it, about it, it. So you got Trevon Dix, Anthony Brown, yep. and Jordan Lewis. Yep. Those are your top three snap getters all coming back. We think yep. in 2022, you have Kelvin Joseph. Probably going to push the start this year, right? Yep. You got Nashawn Wright, who played a bunch on special teams. And then you've got some other guys down the roster, including Reggie Robinson. It's going to be tough. It is. It's going to be an uphill battle. Um, you know, there's a very good chance that you know, there's a, there is a chance that he uh, had the opportunity to kind of take the off season and really develop and kind of uh, improve his game. And maybe that helps with the push. But the problem is, is that again, it's not even just that these guys got drafted by this, you know, coaching staff, it's that two of them were drafted in higher slots than Reggie mm-hmm. Robinson, you know, so they, they have more invested in those guys as well. So he's going to have to be really special. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a, it's a very difficult uphill climb for him, to be honest. Now, if the Cowboys really like Reggie Robinson, what I could see them doing is trading one of Brown or Jordan Lewis to save a little bit of cap, maybe pick up a sixth maybe. or seventh round pick kind of opening the door for a competition between, you know, Nation Wright and Reggie Robinson for that last cornerback spot. But even then, it's, I, I don't necessarily see that happening either. Like it's – Robinson's probably going to get lost in the shuffle here. And it's unfortunate because I think he's pretty talented. Yeah, I mean, and that's just to say if there isn't like a situation where, uh, you know, we draft another cornerback. Yeah. You know, they signed Bruce could happen or signed. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, there's the cornerbacks, a spot where the Cowboys have a lot of options right now and they're lucky there. Uh, but that's not so lucky for Reggie Robbins. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right. Next question. Uh, this one from Eli. Do you think there's a possibility that Micah Parsons experiences a drop in production similar to Leighton Vanderish or Jalen Smith uh, after their first big year? Yeah, absolutely. It's possible. I mean, you know, uh, we, we certainly weren't anticipating that happening for Leighton Vander Esch or Jalen Smith necessarily. So, I mean, it, it although I will say Vander Esch's was a lot of injury stuff, right? Like, yeah, 
he had the was it the neck surgery and the back issue like he, he had some stuff going on i don't know about Jalen though because Jalen played really well in 2018 and i don't think he got hurt like he just did not play well i think he just got tired i think his body was just exhausted you yeah. know i mean look i mean he it, it took everything he had to get back to playing football even at that level for one year and i think his body just couldn't maintain that and and, and yeah. just started deteriorating as he went so uh, for 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 parsons i mean uh, the reason i'm a little bit less worried about it there is because he has such versatility right that they can yeah. use him in such so, so many different ways like as a pass rusher if they need to he has options to kind of make him and keep him relative uh, and and we still have not seen him like fully kind of deployed as a pass rusher yet. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I think that there is certainly a possibility and the Cowboys fans should be like, you know, prepared for that reality. But I, I don't anticipate it. I don't expect it He's simply yeah. because of what we just talked about. I think there's a lot more elements to uh, to Parsons games that, that can he can exploit to kind of keep him a very relevant piece of this defense. I agree. He's also. <laughs> he's way more just so much more athletic right? <laughs> yeah had, he's way more talented too he's way more talented he's with the same defensive coordinator for another year and that'll really really help i think there's a chance like the sack production goes down and he doesn't sure. have the same pass you know the pressure rates and all that stuff i don't see him going from a all pro player down to hey do we need to get this guy off the field kind of the way we had conversations about van Der Esch and jalen in 2019 i don't see that happening yeah yeah i mean i just think he came out of the season clean no, no injuries uh, i just and I, again he's a, a generational talent i mean he isn't just yeah. a very good linebacker who came out like i think he's, yeah. he's a different kind of player. i think he'll be okay uh yeah. last question uh this one from wingspan whisper he wants to know outside of the offensive line is there another positional coach the cowboys should be looking to move on from this offseason Hmm. none pop to you know come, come to the front of my mind right now I, I think philbin is the one that i think the cowboys could upgrade on if the right guy was available wink, yeah. wink, uh mike munchak <laughs> everybody else i think is fine yeah i mean you know like uh maybe i mean you know you could say wide receivers coach i'd like to see kind of but I mean, honestly, I think that the, even the down roster guys did really well, so maybe yeah. that's not a spot. Wilson looked yeah. improved. Uh, Malik Turner looked okay. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. You know, I, I mean, everyone else seems to play a little bit above what they yeah. were supposed to. So maybe, 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 maybe offensive line is really the, the spot that they really only looked. Um, if Joe Witt leaves to be the defensive coordinator somewhere, I saw he's had four different interviews. You interested in bringing in Gus Bradley to be your secondary coach? Is Gus Bradley a secondary guy? I thought he was a defensive line guy. Defensive right? line. Well, I thought he does. He did a little bit of everything, right? Did he? Yeah, I mean, he's a name. I think it's more important that they make sure that Al Harris stays as the cornerback coach. That's really where I'm. I'm concerned. I, I feel like he did a really fantastic job this year with specifically uh, uh, Diggs and and some of those guys. So. Uh, I really don't want to lose Joe Witt. I'm really, really hoping that he doesn't go. I'm hoping that he stays with, with the chance that maybe someday he will end up the defensive coordinator yeah. for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I like Joe Witt a lot, so I'm hoping that he doesn't go. But yeah, I mean, Bradley's obviously a, a very experienced guy who has 
you know, skins on the wall everywhere. And even if he wasn't a defense line coach at one point, he's been a defense coordinator, so he could certainly do that job. I'm looking at it now. Uh, Bradley was a linebacker coach from 2006 to 2008 in Tampa, defensive coordinator in Seattle from 2009 to 2012, head coach with Jacksonville 2013 to 2016, defensive coordinator with the Chargers and the Raiders since 2017. So, yeah. So he's, he, I, I mean, he's, he's at, you just put him anywhere. He's good, right? Yeah, I would assume so too. Something interesting to, to keep an eye on because he is good friends with uh, Dan yeah. Quinn. Wouldn't wouldn't shock me. So, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Tomorrow we'll be back with some Senior Bowl coverage. So make sure you guys are getting ready for that. Uh, you can download the show wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you next time.